that was uh, a picture of what it would look like if you're a baby who's out at preschool and decide to go one too many times to the titty bar to pick up lunch and how your mother would react. It really will hit home with people who have gotten kicked out of their own houses. Trust me, it's funny when you lead it that way. Until that point, guys, uh, Serenity's jumping into here already. Let's go ahead and get us started. So foremost, let me introduce everybody here on the panel so far. Uh, I'll start off with uh, my good friend and Mr. Clean himself, Mr. Chris Rudder. How's everybody doing? <laughs> the man who is the true star of Breaking the Fourth Wall Weekly, as well as star of the Life Radio, and probably the star at every Denny's he's ever been at, because I know there's kids pointing at him going, Mommy, he scares me, Mr. Don Smith. I, I, I don't scare children. I don't eat at Denny's. So your information is it's a little off, but that's okay. That's okay. Well, horribly it's, it's, it's Waffle House three in the morning. The kids aren't there and I'm passed out on a table, but that, you're close. You're close. Back in the maple Just syrup. Call <laughs> Just call me CNN. <laughs> and of course, guys, joining us is the lovely beautiful and probably going to keep us back on track and not having an episode like last week miss serenity stone <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> yeah you guys kind of uh and our special without me there i'll keep you in yeah. check it's good to have you back to keep these guys under control i was fine i was fine it's those other guys <laughs> okay well i'll yeah I'll slap it, it was off. <laughs> <laughs> And joining us today, who's probably going to regret uh, ever coming on this show, but is going to lead off our first segment, which is normally the News Buffet, but this time we're going to be starting off with After Hours, hosted by my friend here, Mr. Brian Snow. Brian, how you doing? Evening, everybody. I'm doing good. Thanks for bringing me on. Absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and get us started off with the After Hours, and Brian is going to take it away in... Hey guys, welcome to the After Hours segment. I am passing off the hosting duties to our guest, Mr. Brian Snow, because he's got something more important to say than some usual random crap that comes out of my mouth. Brian, go ahead, take it away. There was something that I spoke about on a Facebook Live because a new story came to me about um, a sports talk host by the name of Skip Bayless who shamed Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Cowboys, because he admitted that he battled depression while being quarantined, while COVID was going on. And I just got to thinking, you know, people who shame folks who have depression, especially men, that's not right. I am one who battles depression. I am one who has battled depression for a long time. It just took a um, longer time to figure out that I was battling depression. You know, two traumatic events led to what I'm battling right now. I lost my father to prostate cancer in 2007. Eight years later, I lost my daughter, um, my, my little, my, my baby girl, Donna. And I'm going to start crying here, so forgive me. I, I had uh, someone don't, don't say to me, I had someone say to me that I don't have time to be depressed. You know how that person was? My mother. I was feeling it right after my pops died. And I'm going, why do I, don't I have time to be depressed? I know I have to work and everything, but damn it, that's my hero. That was the person who I leaned on to talk about any and everything. 
Did we go through tough times? Yeah, we did. We did. But at the same time, when you're feeling something, especially as a man, if you're feeling something and it just feels like there's a hole in your, it's, there's a hole in your heart because someone is gone, man, look, don't, don't hold it back. My mistake was I held it back. I held it back trying to talk to any and everybody, trying to pretend I'm doing okay and I wasn't doing okay. And I haven't been doing okay for a long time. So I just jumped on Facebook Live and said, and, and just spoke about it. And what a lot of people don't realize is that men battle depression a lot more than women do. Men are just taught by society not to speak out about it. They're taught to push their feelings down. They're taught to do two things, work and work and provide for the family and not show their and not show their emotions and not show their feelings in any way. And I'm just like, why is that? Why do we not have a choice to act on how we feel, to show how we feel, to actually say what's on our mind? When I met my wife two years ago, she agreed, said the exact same thing, said everything that I was feeling. And now I've spoken on it a lot more in the past two years than I ever have because a lot of men don't know they battle depression because they're, they're told, you know, you're all right, you're fine, keep going, keep going, keep going. Well, what if you hit that wall and you crash and everything that you've held down that has been inside of you comes out? That happened to me three years ago when I was at a Starbucks in Michigan City, Indiana. And I was sitting in front of my computer trying to focus, trying to get everything done that I needed to get done. And then all of a sudden, the person who kicked me out of her house because I was preventing her from getting any kind of fundage slammed my computer and said, you need to talk to me. I got up and I walked out and I knew it was coming. It's like you feel it coming but you don't know how to um you don't know how to deal with it and when she said the sentence of i know you've hit rock bottom i lost it you're not going to be able to help it i lost it i lost it and i went on a verbal rampage and it cost me seven days in the mental hospital in michigan city those are the best seven days of my life because now i've had to i've been forced to deal with something that I thought I had, I thought I knew I had, but now it's out there. And it's the toughest fight ever. But when you have the right people around you, you can overcome anything. Now, I know I have a long way to go in terms. So re real quick while you're doing that, I, I, I know what um... – Bayless actually said about Dak Prescott and how that actually tra translates to what you went through. And people look at athletes and whenever they, whenever they speak up and they say that they're going through some kind of mental illness or, or whatever, people are like, you have too much money to be sad or depressed. They talk to them that way. And mm -hmm. then whenever you're talking to another grown man, like what your mother did, like there's this thing that we all have to deal with as men where people are like, well, don't you don't you have a set of balls or or I mean can't you deal with it? And uh, it's a it's a really kind of a slap in the face whenever you have to deal with that 
kind of a situation, or if you're dealing with the chemical imbalance, which Dak Prescott was actually talking about, he sought out uh, medication. And to be belittled by somebody, especially someone like Bayless, who's actually like a champion of the Cowboys, he's always speaking up for him. And then he talks shit about uh, the quarterback. Um, and then in regular day-to-day life, like like what you went through, and then you get to that moment where you, you know, it's it's like a black cat, firework or a, you know a firecracker that is set to explode once that wick is lit you know i mean there's no fucking stopping you can put your hands around and blow your hand off or you can leave your hand open and still get fucking burned it's mm-hmm. just kind of the way it is whenever you're dealing with somebody who's put whether the pressure is self-imposed or if it's from outside uh, uh um uh circumstances whenever somebody is going through that if you don't take a second to step back and and Maybe put yourself, not so much put your feet in their shoes, but just take a second to understand people who don't do that really exasperate the whole situation and make it much worse to you, deal with. You brought up a good point about pressure, whether it be from themselves or from the people around them or celebrities from their fans or podcasters from your listeners. I think that the pressures that are put on people are high and maybe a little bit more are put on to men just because you know oh caveman you know so yeah. just going yeah, back to take care of them so maybe the pressures that are put on them aren't really unfair i mean they're, they're completely unfair sorry i misspoke like the pressure is unfair that is put on to each person and celebrities get it differently than we do but i think mm-hmm. everyone the big thing is is the pressure should be let off we should be helping each other and talking Mm. to each other instead of putting expectations on other people yeah yeah let me me ask a quick question brian for uh for being able to take um take that head of steam off for you to be able to actually kind of let it go and and find a release and be able to deal with it this well or after the past couple years who helped you the most my wife honestly after I met Jody, the pressure just seemed to uh, pressure just seemed to ease up. Is it all the way up? No, nowhere near. But her understanding of what I've been through, because she's been through it, and she and I both fight depression, just having that commonality and being able to talk it out with someone that understands has helped a lot. It's helped a ton. Behind every good man is a good one, they say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me, so let me ask a question. I see when you speak. You're very blessed. You love her, definitely. I, I can't explain how much. I was on the verge of giving up on everything, on my career, on me, on life. Then I met Jody. And a song by Brian McKnight. It's all right, brother. Take your time. A song by Brian McKnight entitled Back at One set the perfect line. She threw out the lifeline in the nick of time. It's funny how that shows up at the right time sometimes, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it was... It was right on time. I met her two years ago in July, and we clicked immediately. 
It was meant to be, right. definitely. And you're blessed for having that. But for those people that haven't found that yet or um, just don't have that in their lives, do you have any advice you could give them about how you handled it alone during that time, how you grew from that and met someone to help you through that? I don't. I, it's It's a path that you have to walk and trust your instincts about the people around you. You have to trust, you have to trust your gut feeling. And there were very few people that wanted to be around me because I did discover that I was fighting depression. But be that as it may, trust your gut, trust your heart. I trusted my heart with Jody and it was the best decision I ever made. I had to trust my heart. Well, look, I don't, I don't want to go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, go ahead Chris. Oh, I, I just no, wanted I was to just... say, I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Delays. Um, I don't want to press too hard to point uh, on, on what's going on, what's going on here. But uh, I just want I just wanted to touch base a little bit and kind of play a little bit of a devil's advocate in this, not in the sense that I don't agree with everything that's being said about depression and the pressures on males. We all know that most male men have been uh, raised in our lives to to quote unquote man up. We we expect ourselves to be the anchor, the rock to everybody else and internalize everything we go through for the benefit of everybody else around us. Whether it's the pressure of our friends, we're afraid our friends are gonna, you know, call us punks or pussies if we show our emotions, or to yep. the points of like, you know, in our relationships, we're supposed to be the strong ones for our women or for our children. We're not allowed to be sad, depressed, worried, whatever the case may be. But in the, in, the, in the sense of Prescott, uh, Dak Prescott, and it's hard for me to speak nicely about anybody in the Dallas Cowboys regiment being an Eagles fan. But in the fairness of, of the attack on him, do you think part of the reason that he was attacked especially was because of the fact that he was a celebrity in a field that's very masculine-driven and basically being looked at as like men are expected to man up role models in a masculine field are especially expected to be, you know, macho for lack man. of a better term, invulnerable. Mm -hmm. Macho men. Do you think, do you think that's part of the reason with that attack? Uh, yes and no. And I'm going to have to go here in a moment, but uh, yes and no, because yeah, it's what society has put together and no, with the way it was said, it was to me, it was just it was just so unfair. It was absolutely unfair. And on that note, I must take off. But I want to thank you guys for bringing me on. I really, really appreciate it. I want this to be a longer discussion, but due to time constraints, <clears throat> I, I, I got to take off here. You're in our thoughts. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Well, I, think, I think we'll continue. I, I think Thank we're going to the conversation, but Brian, before you go, why don't you tell everybody where they can find podcasts and everything. So that way, you know, they can, you know, hope check what you do. Look up snowman in the morning on iHeartRadio as well as on YouTube, go to youtube.com slash snowman in the morning. That's where you can find me Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. 
Thank you again, Brian. We'll have you on uh, for your segments when you have more time available. I, but thank you thank very much for sharing that with us. I, I appreciate uh, you, it. Thank you. You're a strong man for handling it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. All right, guys. Thank you. Guys, I want to continue this conversation, and I want to I want to point out to everybody who's watching this on YouTube or maybe listening on on one of the uh, uh, audio formats. If you go down to the descriptions, you'll notice in every video, including ones that I've rebroadcast of other shows, I always put down in the description if you are suffering from suicidal thoughts or depression, and a national suicide hotline number. Uh, and I've been stated on this when I've talked about suicide, like during the uh, Chris Cornell or, or uh, Chester Bennington deaths, I had stated that it's always better to have somebody to speak to. Uh, and if you don't have somebody to speak to, a friend, a family member that you're comfortable with, email us. We'll talk to you. Uh, and I, I, I want to reiterate that even with the depression factor. If you have something to say, realm of the mist entertainment at gmail.com. Leave an email. Tell us which one of us you want to talk to. We will talk to you. If you need somebody to talk to and you just want a stranger that w is willing to sit down and listen, not something that's on the air, not something that, that's exposing your business, just simply somebody who is there and wants to help, email us. Realm of the Mist Entertainment at gmail.com. We'll talk to you. I just wanted to put that out there. But uh, you guys, you guys. First off, I want to welcome Colin to the show. He uh, he was a little late coming in, and he jumped in in the middle of the segment. Um, but second off, I definitely wanted to get back onto it because I think it's an important topic of conversation, and I, I kind of want to keep it going, even though uh, unfortunately Brian had to leave uh, on the, the the topic of depression. And would would you agree with his assessment that men may suffer it more than than at least equal to, if not more than women? But the fact of the matter is is that men are conditioned, programmed to eternalize it, internalize it more uh, for the fact of masculinity and for the fact of being the, the, the rock, the, the, the stable one in, in their lifestyles uh, that, that forces us to, to hold on to until the point that it becomes a, a very bad issue, uh, whether it's a, a violent outbreak, a verbal outbreak, a mental breakdown, um, would you agree with that assessment? I, I think agree. I don't go ahead. That's, I don't necessarily think men suffer from depression more. I think it's undiagnosed more often. It, it goes completely undiagnosed because of course, the whole thing that we are supposed to force our feelings down. We're supposed to swallow it until it turns into an ulcer that turns into a cancer and kills us in our forties. That's, that's, I mean, that's my family. That's what I grew up with. Of course, like a lot of, like a lot of men, especially that grew up in the seventies and eighties. I mean, that's, that's mm -hmm. what you did. And it we took me. We don't seek to, help. What's that? We don't seek help. That's right. We, because that's a weakness. Yep. Well, I don't think that. Know, that's, I think that a lot of men don't think that it's depression or think that it's a problem. They just think that it's the stress of being a man or being a father or a husband or whatever their life may be. I think that instead of them realizing what they're dealing with, I think that they just in their brain turn it into, it's just what I have to deal with. This is just my daily life right. stress. Instead of realizing you may have an issue and it's okay to talk about it. Women actually really like it. 
<laughs> well, here's here's the thing, and I think you bring up a very good. Uh, I think you bring up a very good point as far as women who can get around and talk about each other's issues openly and freely. Uh, I think a lot of men don't have that outlet, even with their best friends. Like for the sake of argument, if Colin, Chris, Don, and myself went out to a bar and, you know, boys being boys and I was dealing with depression, I was dealing with an issue. The last people I'm going to bring it to is Colin, Chris, and Don, mainly for fear that instead of seeking that validation or encouragement, I'm going to get ridicule and, and, you know, how boys typically are when they get together you know uh emotions don't come in or else you get made fun of you know and do you think that's part of the uh the the issue right there is that men do not have as much outlets available to them as as women would with just a best friend that's willing to hear what's in your heart you guys I'll, I'll take you through uh like a real recent situation like just a couple days ago Stoli, you and I had to have a phone call. And whenever you're going through a whole bunch of stuff and you have a whole bunch of shit going on around you and everything, one person could say one thing or you could perceive something in some sort of a certain slight. And the next thing you know, you're ready to fucking blow. And whenever you're going through, uh, you know, having all kinds of fucked up financial shit and all that other stuff that's been going on the past few months, like this shit's really fucked up. And then whenever somebody does something and you don't take it the right way, you could blow up on a lot of people that should, you know. So, I mean, that should happen all the time with guys, all the time. Well, you have to examine it from the beginning, right? From the dawn of time. See, I, all right. I dated somebody who had a, a degree, a master's degree in a similar field. Um, and the thing is, it goes back to primal instincts. You're talking about hey, like uh, the hunter gatherers. You know, uh, the people that uh, were like cavemen and they were they were the hunter gatherers. They were out there. We got to go on the hunt. We got to get the mammoth. We got to get the deer or whatever they're hunting, you know, and they, they'd bring it back. And that was they all right. They're the providers. Right. So it's instilled in us as human beings. Um, so it's instilled in us as human beings to be that way um, as men. So we we need to be that. And we, we strive for that as a human race. And it's not really um, like ethnic or per se uh, background oriented. It's just instilled in our DNA as human beings just from the time we were like evolving. Um, Wait, and so that's, that's when you get that, when you get that reward of taking care of your woman, there's certain like steroid type dopamine receptors and things that are released chemically into your body that make you feel better too. So that's why like a lot of men chase the women who are in need and, you know, very demanding and need a bunch of stuff. Well, that's because that dopamine receptor, that chemical, they don't have enough of, and they're getting that every time they do it. It's definitely a primal thing, but it's a chemical thing because it's like a reward that your body is getting from it. It's proven. 
Right, right. And it's it's act activated by psychological stimulus. Um, the fact that like if you're the hunter gatherer, right, well, that evolved over time. And now mankind looks at it. It's it's the same with the football thing. You know, it's a bunch of guys that are going on the hunt. And then, of course, it evolved into the Colosseum and the Romans and the, you know, and, and the Greek. And, and they're all running around, you know, trying to kill each other and, and the battle and the feud and whatever and, and bring on the crowds and all this for so they can raise taxes and they can have all kinds of sales and the vendors and yahoos and whatever you know all that stuff is all it all it all wraps up into it um but the thing is you you look at it it's like um it's not really a reward it's like men have it instilled into their into their psyche from primal times to be the hunter-gatherer and if they're not living up to that then it's a depressive thing because they're they're not living up to their expectations or to their responsibilities therefore they're less of a man and and that's hard for people to swallow especially in times when they you can't work there's a pandemic like what the hell are we supposed to do here and guys are really getting depressed about it and it's good for us to talk about this so we can get it out there so that people understand and they're sympathetic to this and they realize that a lot of guys are depressed and they don't know what the hell to do they're talking to their buddies about it but their buddies don't know what the hell's going on either they're frustrated too Agreed. All right. Well, the big question. Let, let's let's answer for our own opinions and our own points of view. Uh, let let's let's answer the big question in the room. How do we fix this? How do we make it uh, available and and more responsible for men to be able to to express vulnerabilities that in a society where men for generations, or as as Colin was pointing out, almost a primal aspect of being the 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 stoic figure within society and, and and allowed them the ability to be vulnerable and get those emotions and those feelings and those mm -hmm. those worries and those concerns out in a positive light rather than internalizing it and turning it into things that unfortunately history has proven has been not beneficial for society but especially not beneficial for the individual who is holding it down <clears throat> starts with acknowledgement we all have to acknowledge that this exists that people do get depressed and realize that yeah they're not just trying to be lazy they don't want to not talk to someone because uh, what's going on it's just a psychological thing where if you can't be that provider and you can't do the normal thing because the society's changed and you're stuck with this pandemic and stuff yeah it's going to drive depression so all of us need to just take acknowledgement of that and realize like hey everybody's depressed right now the whole world is on its ear and it sucks. And so we need to be there for each other and we need to be there for our buddies and like, Hey, yeah. Okay. I'm depressed too. Let's sit down and have a beer and talk about it, you know, and then you get it off your chest. You know what that I think to me, that's the first step with me and my friends anyway. See, I have a very big opinion about this. I think that everyone should laugh 10 times a day naturally. And that seems to have worked for my 104 year old grandmother. So I've been laughing 10 times a day. Um, she also says that we should all be reaching out to somebody every day. If, if it's just to say hello, or I hope you're doing good, reaching out to people is one way we could come together. And I really do believe that we just need to listen more because some people are asking for help and nobody's really understanding what they're saying because communication is kind of might be hard to use the right words. So really look at what people are doing and saying and go with your gut. Like he was saying, you know, some people might be struggling and you just know it by your gut and help them. 
Anyone else? I think you're onto something with that. I mean, communicating is the biggest thing. If human beings communicate with each other better, that that solves so many relationship problems, um, so many friendship problems, family issues, and things like that. Uh, communicating from the start, if you have an issue and you bring it to people that genuinely care about you or are supposed to, um, I would say nine times out of ten, you'll probably get results if if they truly care. Yeah, it's it's uh, one thing. It's it's kind of frightening in the comedy and entertainment community that the amount of the amount of men that suffer from depression, the amount of people in general. Uh, we always have a saying, and just check on your funny friends because they're suffering a hell of a lot more than you realize. Yep. Because uh, it's a lot of times with comedians, the reason we try to make people laugh as much as we do is we've been down for so long that we don't want other people there we try to get people to laugh to bring them up because we know what it's like down there chasing the laughs is usually covering rob, up a lot of yeah absolutely yeah rob williams is I, a perfect I, example I, I know i suffer from depression that's part of the reason i stay so busy that's part of the reason i own a comedy club that keeps me busy i work full time i have movies i'm working on i'm a comedian I'm, i i already know this it's just I do everything I can to stay busy enough to where I don't have to think about it, which probably Bob, isn't fucking healthy either. <laughs> Don, you're you're like me before, like well, you know, like, COVID and everything hit. Like you're always constantly busy, and you're always doing things, diving into projects or diving into your work or whatever. So that way, you don't have to deal with the feelings of it. And um, you know, like uh, there's a definitely a serious level of unhealthiness that comes with that. But uh, like Stoli was saying earlier and, and like what Colin touch, touched on it, it you know, we're uh, conditioned, especially if you're a product of the seventies or eighties. Um, uh, definitely. You know, I mean, it, there wasn't even any talk about men having emotions or feelings that I can remember until the late eighties or early nineties. You know, like whenever Kurt, it, uh, Chris uh, uh, touched on it earlier about, you know, Cornell uh, taking mm. himself out. You know, at, at the beginning of the 90s, we had Kurt Cobain and everybody was like trying to blame Courtney. And it was like, right. I mean, there's a lot of evidence that shows that maybe she tried to cover it up or try to I make it do. look better. She, I mean, she was his wife and the mother of his child. She did a lot of things to try to make it look better than it really was. Doesn't mean she fucking killed him, uh, and and because of the way we're conditioned right. from a very early age, it's very easy to look at her and say, eh, "We think we killed her." Maybe not. Yeah. And um, well, I, I I still stand by the fact that Courtney killed Kurt, and my ultimate proof of it is just look at the album "Live Through This," the album she released after Kurt's death. Every song yeah, sounds like a Nirvana song. Too, you can't tell me that wasn't yeah. Kurt's next album. <laughs> yeah, it, it could have been. It could have been a cry of pain too. I mean, it, I know if I off myself, my wife would do everything she could to uh, make sure everybody remembered me until she crumpled into a little pile. <laughs> yeah, plus your wife is a spiritual impact put you on the light side. I, I think Courtney and her drug use wasn't exactly caring about anything. At that it wasn't point. healthy. That's for that this is a true. conversation for a deeper level because I got some opinions about this. <laughs> yeah. 
I look, well, I look I, at I, it from, you know what I, I'm kind of go ahead. You look at it from what point? I look at it from a little bit of a different well, light. I, was just gonna I, say, see somebody, I see somebody who was hooked on the needle there every day with with him while he was writing music, going through and and like and like Serenity said, this is a different conversation for you know it's a deeper to- topic, but. Someone who was hooked on the needle, they were going through being junkies together. They were also going through the creation process. They just had a kid. And how do you, whenever you're that fucked up of a person, do you try to make someone that you looked up to and loved so much? How do you try to make it look better? And did she do things right? Fuck no, she didn't do anything right. And that's why people still think she killed him. But having kind of been there, done that, yeah, I, I don't I don't see that she actually did that, and I think that there's there's a lot of cover up there because she loved him, actually. And maybe I'm fucked up for thinking that, but I know that me and my wife having been there, done that, and everything that kind of shit twenty years ago. That uh, if we had gone down that path, or I had gone down that path, which was very easy to have done, she would have done everything she could have to uh, not let people see me that kind of way. Let me ask yeah, everybody this. Uh, we, we touched on this early. We, we touched on this earlier about how how uh, men do not have the, for lack of a better term, and I hate using this term. I really hate using this term, but uh, safe space to be able to 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 allow themselves to be vulnerable and speak their minds on on what's going on, and and that we should have those types of areas or those types of outlets for 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 anybody, men or male or female but especially for the men. And I think the best way we could describe that, and, you know, I will excuse anybody on the panel that doesn't want to participate in this, but wondering if we shouldn't practice what we preach. And I think the best way we could, you know, be a catalyst for this is maybe we should uh, take a moment here and express our own depressions. So that even our listeners hear that, hey, everybody has it, Even, even lowly podcasters like us. You know, in in the sense that, like, all right, I'll 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 be the I'll be the one with the balls, you know, that that's sticking to the uh, uh, sheet metal slide in the eighties and do Daisy Duke shorts for a minute. I've always been afraid of failure. Failure has been a point of of uh, of depression for me for many many years, and and people like Serenity, she can attest to this that I my drive in life and everything that I do from the podcasting, the wrestling, the music, just anything I've done has always been because I refuse to, because I refuse to fail is because I refuse to allow the feeling of depression to rise in me because I'm not achieving what I put my mind to. And really it comes down to even more of my depression becomes worse when it feels like I'm letting others down. If the podcast fails, I'll feel like I let you guys down. I let the, 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 the fan, the listeners down, for example, in the music days, I'm letting down my band or in the wrestling, letting down my fans or, or my manager or, or my, my, uh, my, uh, ring crew for lack of better term. Like, even if I have no control over what's going on, I feel like I'm the cause of it. And that puts me that much more into a spiral, a spin and the worst case in the world, even now with the podcasting, why I even started podcasting was a point of depression because of the fact that I became very much an, an, uh, a recluse. I, I, I became an introvert 
in the world. But yet at the same time, I hate living in my own head. When I'm living in silence, I'm living in my own head. When I live in my own head, things just become nuts in there. I start thinking about stupid things, whether it's a imagination of what could have been or reliving shit that didn't go right or, or whatever else. And it becomes such a jarble mess that all I have, which podcasting provided, thankfully, was an outlet where I could still be an introvert and kind of go away from the world, but have people to talk to and, and a release and escape escapism, you know, for an outlet to, 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 Oh, sorry. Um, that's a hundred percent you, Chris. Like you've been very driven, but you've been um, definitely you have a lot of emotions that drive you to succeed and not give up. So I I know that you've went through your bouts of depression, and I see that creative outlets are definitely helping you through it. So thank you for sharing that. I hope I'm not the only one. <laughs> I, 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 now, now I feel weird because I'm the only one who actually put it out there. <laughs> You're not the only um, one, man. Yeah, it, uh, it's really, it's really kind of a fucked up deal. Whenever you have to go through, especially you know, like 2020 can suck a big bag of dicks. For uh, I think all of us can agree on that. But at the same time, it's giving us the opportunity to actually sit down and have these kind of discussions, um, to be honest, because uh, the way we feel and the um, the downness and the depression and everything that comes from what this year has really been for a lot of people has really brought it to the forefront for a lot of people to actually have the opportunity to talk about it. And like what Brian talked about earlier on the after hours se segment, the fact that, you know, um, a prominent, sports personality shit on a athlete because he admitted uh, going through depression during all of this uh, is uh, the backlash that he's receiving from this. And, and I've never been any kind of a fan of cancel culture, I guess is um, that's something that's going on nowadays. I've never been a fan of that, but if anybody deserves to be, Deserves isn't the right word, but with the current climate of the way everybody is like, like getting in touch with things and, and understanding these things at a deeper level, if anybody deserves to be canceled right now, it's uh, Skip Bayless for what he said about this uh, young guy. He's only 24. He's going through something that obviously he's never dealt with his entire life. I've never done something like this. I've always been able to do what I want to do. Come hell or high water, whether anyone likes it or not, I'm going to go out and do what I want to, work how I want to, at the risk of ignoring my life forever because I'm dealing with my own personal shit. I'll bury myself. And, um, you know, after 20 years, she's good at 
enough to actually understand that. So she gives me the space on it. But uh, for somebody to come out publicly to belittle somebody who has had the balls to come out and say it, is really kind of fuck the thing in, in today's culture and, and climate that we're in. Whether you believe in it or not, um, you know, the way things are, like the only way things are going to get better is if everybody changes the past perceptions and having that caveman mentality like Colin talked about earlier and then having somebody shit on you for it whenever you actually come out and express how you feel is really a fucked up thing. Um, to have another man talk about you that way that, um, you know, uh, maybe other people don't understand. Um, I know we're having a little bit of technical garbling going on here, so I'm, I'm trying to give a pause here to let the Wi-Fi catch up. But, um, you know, for, for another man to belittle another man whenever he's talking about how he feels, uh, is really kind of fucked up. Like we should be, we should actually, and I'm 50 years old. I'm part of the generation that doesn't actually really think this way, unless you've actually taken a moment to kind of self-reflect or whatever. But, um, you know, we're not going to get better as people if we don't take a moment to allow other people to feel how they feel and express it and then talk through it. And maybe the end, end of the day message is, maybe you're being a little bit overly sensitive or maybe other people are being too critical. That discussion needs to be have and, and or had and for other people to uh, shit on somebody else for saying what they feel and talking out on what they're going through is kind of a fucked up thing. And it, it's kind of, it really leads a lot. It really lends a lot of credence to why there's so many of these social things going on in our lifetime right now, whether you agree with them or not, this is why well, we're going up, through what the fuck we're going through because people do not well, you, allow other people to feel how they feel. You, you bring up a very, very good point. And, and I kind of, I kind of want to touch on it before somebody else takes over. Uh, you had mentioned the fact that maybe somebody who who's expressing their opinions or, or feelings could be just a little over sensitive or, or, you know, uh, whereas it's not as bad as they think it is or whatever else, or on the opposite end of the coin, maybe the person that they're expressing it to is just, you know, belittling them for sh for allowing themselves to be vulnerable and, and open in that aspect. How do you handle that situation, whether somebody's being a dick or somebody's just looking for attention? I mean, do we ignore the person that maybe is just being a little too sensitive or do we still give them that attention? Because God forbid we think one person might be looking for attention and that wasn't exactly what it was. Or vice yeah, versa. Yeah, uh, yeah I do. You I know what I mean? I, I think that I, the fact that people aren't willing to actually talk it through, that you just express your emotion and then somebody else like ghost or goes completely silent instead of actually engaging you in the conversation on what's going on. If a person feels a certain way, something was done to make them feel a certain way. And you can't really deny that. If a person's feeling something, they fucking feel it. And, uh, you know, for someone to avoid the conversation or belittle the person because they brought it up, then that's going to continue the cycle. And, and at the end of the day, it's, you know, if you beat on your kids, you breed a, a domestic violence situation because that's how they were brought up. 
breaking the cycle goes all the way around through life. And if you, if you, you don't have to attack it head on, but if you don't have an open dialogue, then you're never going to get anywhere and you're just perpetuating, perpetuating. I'm, t- I'm Tweety Bird right now. Um, <laughs> you're perpetrating the, the entire cycle. Very, <laughs> <Nelly>, very quiet. <laughs> uh, we found the perpetrator. <laughs> we found the perpetrator out there. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if you're not, a, if you're not allowed to, to say what you're feeling and then other people avoid the conversation or belittle you because of it, then that really allows that feeling to become an emotion and that emotion becomes something that's actionable. You know, whenever somebody gets emotional to the point where they actually take action on it, that's why postal workers go fucking postal, you know? Uh, (laughs) so i mean you know at some point we have to have a dialogue and and if you're not willing to have that dialogue then you're really part of the problem went up another four cents (laughs) um where's my uh, gun i think that that brings up something that i was just talking to chris about the other day is um if you don't agree with somebody else's opinion instead of disagreeing with them or arguing with them why not just tell them I might not agree with what you're saying, but you aren't wrong. You know, acknowledge their, acknowledge what they're saying, just accept what they're saying and try to move past it. If you, if you're going to start a fight over it, obviously you have some opinions about it. So why not just get past those differences and have a conversation like you were saying? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, hey, bro, that's a dick move. Tell me why you did it. And then coming to a conclusion, you know, that we're either going to agree to disagree about it, uh, which may not be the healthiest thing, because then forever on, you're always going to avoid it. So how true is your friendship? Um, you know, so uh, whenever something something comes up like that, that, that could put a wedge between people, you Attack it the attack it head on is like a guy's way of saying you know deal with it, but I mean there has to be some dealing with some things. If somebody says or does something that brings up an emotional response in another people, you touched a nerve, and you may not want to admit that that you touch someone, you touch someone in a bad way, and uh, you know I mean that that makes us all feel bad, and you may not want to actually deal with it, but. You have to deal with it or else you're never going to get past it. If something is left unspoken, you're never going to have a you're never going to have a real relationship because you have that one item that you can't speak on. Very true. Here's the Don Smith doll. Just show me where they touched you. This I, 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 I don't un, I don't understand how I became the 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 child predator in this. I'm not, I am no, not at all comfortable with this situation right now. So, this seems like a really good moment. Wait, it, it was simply because you look like the cuddliest one out of all of us. <laughs> out of like all what? of us on the panel, you would be the teddy bear. You look like you would be the teddy bear. <laughs> he always makes balloon animals for my daughter, so he's a great guy. That never was. These are all lies, all lies, every bit of them. You guys are making me feel a certain way. Right now, we can't talk about it. Attacked, attacked quite honestly. 
guess I got to shave off the sand. Well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, if anybody else, unless anybody else has anything they would like to share, uh, maybe uh, for for this final part of the seg, take time to move on in the show and uh, get some laughs going because I think I think for forty five minutes we might have depressed our listeners this week. <laughs> Anybody else have anything they'd like to share? Um, you obviously want us to uh, go all out here, so I'll be open. Um, I have right a stalker who lives three turns away from me. Um, so I went through a pretty fearful time during lockdown. And obviously I was scared. I was sad. I was depressed. There's a lot of things going on, but... um. I was able to lean on my good friends and leave like my neighbors. Like I know all my neighborhood, we're all very close. And I was able to lean on my family and my friends and my neighborhood and express to them what was going on and get word out. And therefore threat is gone. But at the same time, I did go through it and did have problems. But in the end, it was communication that got me out of it and my friends and family that helped. I don't understand these guys who uh, I'm assuming it was a guy serenity. No, uh, oh, wow. Not. Even worse. Okay. I don't understand <laughs> these people um, who uh, really feel. It's 2020. Never assume. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I'm fucking 50. I'm part of that generation who automatically assumes this shit. But like, I don't understand these people who feel that like, it's like dick pics in your DM. Like, who are these people who fucking like think that this shit is okay to do that kind of stuff or in Serenity's case, have somebody stalk you to the point where you feel like you're not safe. You don't know how to act around your friends and family and all that stuff. Like I don't understand these people. Like where do they get these ideas of thinking this is one behavior? If you like put them out front and tell them like this ain't fucking right. Like they get even more. Aggressive. I hear stories all the time. And it's just so fucked up. I don't know where these people come from. I, I don't get that. Well, That's- well, to be fair, and I, I, I want to throw this in. I, I feel like I have to throw this in because there are some people that probably do share sexting and and, and all that in DM. Uh, I, I just want to touch on that. We're not saying that somebody who who shares their 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 physicality with another person is is wrong. But it is wrong to do it to somebody who is not receptive to it. Like if you're going to sex with somebody, say your girlfriend, for example, or your boyfriend, for example, that's fine. You guys consensually decided to share that with each other through DMs, through text messages, whatever. But sending a dick pic to a random person that you don't know or even somebody that you do know but is not okay with it. Like, look, dude, she's just not that into you. Yeah, that's and I agree with perspective. Like, I don't get what goes through your head. It's like, well, she doesn't like me enough to answer my question going out with me. Let me show her my wanger. Maybe that'll change her mind. No, that's not how it well, works. You know, my daughter is, is, is my daughter's uh, my daughter's twenty six, and she's like the spitting image of her mom. You know, she's fucking beautiful, and and she has an Instagram page that she shares with her boyfriend. And usually I make fun of couples who have social media pages. It's like, okay, so which one have you got caught cheating? That's why you have the uh, multiple person account. 
But in my daughter's case, because of how protective I've always been of her, her boyfriend has kind of taken up that mantle and he's wanting to make sure that nobody else is a dick to her. And so they have this joint account because whenever she had her own account on Facebook and Instagram, guys would send her these fucking pictures. And I'm, and she would be like, Dad, what the fuck is wrong with people? And, um, you know, after we had a few discussions about it and everything, her boyfriend stepped up and he's like, yeah, so we're not going to do that. But this is kind of the way of the world there. Whether you like it or not, 90 percent of the people, you know, have some sort of social media account. And if you're going to know what's going on, whether it's in politics or, you know, fucking entertainment or just in everybody's life, you're going to you have to have something like something like that. So to protect her, they did the joint account. And uh, so it really turned everything down as far as like the dick pics in her DMs. But there's still the occasional idiot that does it. And it's like, yeah. what? Well, let, who are these people and why? Is the well, I think, I think they might well, just have the idea that their personality is all in their penis anyway. Because that's, I mean, that's well, really let's, let's all be they fair. are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what was that? No, I, the, the, the people sending unsolicited dick pics, I mean, they, that's, that has to be where their brain and personality are stored. I had a conversation yeah, with, a, with, just, with the, well, I, don't, I don't get it either, man. I had a conversation the other day with a young lady who's an incredibly, really pretty African-American lady who paints. And she is like really extroverted. She's super outgoing. And she's like, and she posted like, what the fuck is it with these dick pics? And I was like, you know what? I've never even sent my wife a dick pic and she likes my dick. I don't understand this shit. Like, that's so fucked up. I don't well, understand. That, you know, <laughs> I just don't understand it. Again, it's such a predatory thing. Well, well, again, this, this show... When this show when this show was in, uh, created in its inception, of course, it was meant to be uh, funny, but at the same time, it's also meant to be truthful. We speak the truth on this show. So let me speak the truth right now. As we were speaking earlier in the depression factor, and especially for men not having an outlet uh, to release their depression and their suffering, I feel like I got to let men in on another little secret. Guess what, guys? Unless you're Ron Jeremy, you have nothing impressive. I don't care what camera angles or filters. I don't care what little bunny ears on it and everything else. It is not fucking impressive. You're not impressing any women. You're not impressing the women's boyfriends or husbands. Stop. Okay. Well, if you didn't win her with her personality, your dick changing the conversation. <laughs> even Ron Jeremy just got 26 counts of sexual fucking uh, sadism and, and, and violence. So even having that piece, don't and he did it without a dick. Yeah. Uh, right, so I'm I mean, just saying, yeah, he did it without a dick. <laughs> you know, you you got a fucking assault charge with a without a dick pic. You know, imagine what he could have done with a dick pic. Oh, look, look, Ron Jeremy was the reason why. Ron Jeremy was the reason why they they created those those panoramic uh, uh, pictures for, for for people where yeah, they could yeah, yeah. yeah where you can move the camera. They did that. They did that for him. If he's yeah. not winning Ron anybody Jer by whipping it out, you ain't either. 
Ron Jeremy's been making dick pics since the fucking seventies. Literally, yeah. He He just wasn't the one taking. It just wasn't a selfie. He wasn't the one taking the picture. Whatever he first, whatever he first started, he sucked his own dick pic. So you know, whatever. <laughs> Somebody should let him know there's a lawsuit against him. He might be able yeah, to get in on yeah. a class he action. Could, he could cash in on himself right now. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, the ultimate, the ultimate person. We could talk about this all we want, but the ultimate person who could put the nail on the coffin on this is right here in this panel. There's one person that probably gets more unsolicited dick pics than Don Smith, and that would be Serenity. Serenity, how do you deal with it? I know there are fucking randoms out of nowhere who look at you, think you're pretty, and it's like, hey, look at this. You know? <laughs> it's Jack and the Beanstalk. I mean, you know, how do you deal with it? Um. Okay, so one, I'll tell y'all, it, it's a huge joke. Me and my friends, like, literally, we'll make fun of that picture for years. Okay, so if you think you're getting any privacy, you ain't. And two, I literally just tell them, hey, do you know who the hell you're talking to? You better apologize, step off, get the fuck away from me. And I tell him straight up, apologize to me. Get down on your knees, beg. I'm blocking do you, you. I don't do care. You like, actually, do you, you actually in, engage them? With someone, I don't want it. The only reason it would be good is like a long distance thing and like the memories of it. Maybe okay. But 100% of the time, it doesn't do anything for chicks. Seriously, all we do is sit right. there and laugh at it and show it to our friends about how small and compare how funny looking they are. I mean, come on, you guys. You just you got to stop or you're going to be blocked by the world sooner or later. Okay. Do you really engage I them in this conversation? You know, it depends. Okay. So if there's somebody that I know or I've met or somebody kind of in the industry or whatever, um, I do just tell them, hey, do you know who you're talking to? You need to apologize right now. And I will go forward with a lawsuit if they don't. I mean, I am not without a lawyer. I am not protect I am protected. But at the same time, if it's a rando, like hell no. I just show it to my friends and laugh about it. I mean, I I gotta say, it's just a big joke. Yeah, instant instant blocking. But just because I block you doesn't mean I can't show my friends how hilarious right. it looks like a yeah. mushroom that didn't pop yet or something, you know, like come on, they're jokes. If you really like a girl, don't send them that. Send them a picture of you laying in bed or going to every, sleep. At every, night time, or every, like every time every time every time I receive one, I <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just go ahead and give them the email address to sign up for open mic night and then i print it up and hang it on the wall at wiley's because i mean most likely i'm getting an unsolicited dick pic it's an open micer <laughs> please direct all the don smith's email it just baffles me that I'll these tell you people what, work in the world and think that it's okay. I like. I just maybe I'm like thinking too much of my daughter or my wife in this situation or my sister. It's let's. I don't. I just don't get that. I, I well, really let's, don't. Let's all do another thing on it. Like if you are going to someone to someone, please make sure to search for Ron Jeremy first. Okay, like what you're sending just isn't stacking up. Okay. No. You're not John Holmes or Ron Jeremy. No. Yeah. 
If you were, you would not be sending random dick pics. That's for sure. Well, that's the thing. Look, see, nobody uh, Chris, Chris, Chris claims they got the panoramic right. view from Ron Jeremy, but what he didn't mention is they got the zoom for Chris. <laughs> I'll admit it, man. I'm hung like a pimple, and one day somebody will pop me. I know. I got it. That's why I don't send my shit out. <laughs> well, that's what I heard. <laughs> Look, okay, I'll admit it, man. I'm hung like an infant. Nine pounds, seven ounces, you know. No, <laughs> um, no but seriously, I, I almost feel like we have an obligation here. I'll make a promise from Realm of the Miss Entertainment right now. I'm breaking the fourth wall weekly. I'll make a promise. None of us if will you send, send an unsolicited if you send an unsolicited dick pic to any panelist on this board, I will create a page on the official website, which you see scrolling down on the bottom of the screen, realmlimits.com slash ROTM. We will make a random page and we will post your dick in random scenes from movies. In other words, we will take your dick pic and we will fucking Photoshop it into like getting whipped during fucking roots. Okay. It's going to happen. We will share I that shit out to the world. I'll just go ahead and have my email forwarded. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, so, it's so weird. Like whenever you're doing podcasting and stuff, and if you're, if your uh, show is getting out there, like I, I me and, and our, our publicist, Steve Joyner have made joy, jokes about this before and everything like, Every day I get like 10 what I call Facebook hooker requests. And oh, then, uh, you know, like once a month, I'll even have the occasional guy send me something. And I, I show them to my wife and, you know, delete them and then block the guy or whatever. Like, I don't know what they're hoping for. Um, but uh, uh, like just just to have this. And it's so weird because I'm more than welcoming to whenever it comes to a really nice set of tits fucking coming to me in my email. But. I have no interest whatsoever in, in you know, it, it's such a double standard, but it's really pathetic for guys who just do that whenever they're not asked. I, well, I just, well, let me ask you a question. Is is because you're like, because you're comparing it like shit, that's bigger than mine. I can't accept that. Well, no, because <laughs> I can minimize the picture no matter what. I'm bigger than that, bro. It's okay. <laughs> well, again, you, you, I, th I think it, the difference is, Chris, you, there, there, there's just no way to purdy up a penis. It, it's going no, to be ugly. No it doesn't matter. It doesn't I mean, matter size. It, it's, it's just yeah. going to be ugly. Yeah, we can manscape and do all that fucking yeah. shit. I mean, it's made for one purpose, and it's not made to be pretty. Right, so, exactly, you know, exactly. It is what it is. Well, it's made for two purposes. Let's be fair. It's made for two. Well, you know, yeah. Peeing and standing is all. <laughs> but on the other part of the uh the, the 10 solicitations a day for for like podcasting you're not wrong i mean if you go into the comment section since we broadcast through Streamyard, and i record it by streaming it over to uh to the old twitch channel we literally in the comments just got one like 10 minutes within starting to record of wanting to become famous by followers primes and views on bigfollows.com like yeah, I I have you, you're talking about on social media. I have I have people I have people hit my my Facebook account daily to the point that I even ask uh, 
group chats that I get added into, if I see a Middle Eastern name, and I'm sorry, it may it may sound a little uh, racist here, but if I see a Middle Eastern name in the middle of a group chat for podcasters, my first question is, are they trying to sell us fucking views or I'm a promoter for podcasters? No, you fucking aren't. <laughs> you know I, mean? no, I can install a bunch of bots on your fucking, uh, you know, your, your Facebook page and shit. But uh, other than that, man, it's like, uh, Colin, I was just saying that in fun, bro. Whenever you see that message. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, it, I just don't. Thanks, man. Sure. I I just don't, I just don't fucking understand it, man. Like even the chicks that are doing it, it's like, like I, I have a copy and paste. It's such a joke with me and my wife. I have a copy and paste response for these Facebook hookers and whatnot that come on. It's like, I'm not thirsty. I don't want to see your pictures. I'm a podcaster. I'm engaged in, in, in social media. I will do follow for follow, share your content. If you share mine. Like that's the blanket response I give all of these motherfuckers. And I've had like three or four of them, like take me up on it. The rest of them are like, Oh, you never want me. It's like, bitch, I'm, I don't give a fuck. Like I, that doesn't, I'm not, I'm that's not that fuck. guy, you know? I mean it. Uh, so I don't know, man, it's all lost on me. It really is. I just don't get it. But they still want to talk well, to look, you. I'll, I'll say this. And you know what? I think it's I think it's our turn to solicit some, some things to make you feel fucked. How about it's time for the news buffet? Hey, this is Don Smith from the Life Radio Show. If you've always wanted to learn more about the world of low-budget filmmaking and even lower-budget comedy, tune into the Life Radio Show. You can live stream the show at www.su1069.org on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Or find us wherever you find podcasts and like and follow the Life Radio Show on Facebook for live video and other shenanigans. Buffet with Mr. Don Smith. All right. How's it going, guys? Welcome to the News Buffet. We'll get off all that penis stuff and we'll get into something even funnier. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to get right into it. A portable toilet in Albuquerque fell victim to another kind of whiff this week after strong winds gave it a trip along Route 66. A virtual video showed a porta potty rolling down a busy intersection of the Mother Road as curious motorists looked on. Severe gusts appeared to have dislodged the mobile, mobile toilet and forced it down a journey through a road that once connected Chicago to, to Los Angeles. Uh, several motorists and passengers caught footage of the travel, traveling portable toilet. Some social media users posted videos of the traveling porta potty to the song Dust in the Wind by Kansas. Uh, no injuries were reported, and it is unclear if anyone was inside. So, <laughs> my first question, just 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 to throw this out phone? there, my my first, my, yes, looking for a cell phone. My first question on this is: it says a virtual video, as opposed to a real video. So I'm just wondering what a virtual video is. Do you get to be the porta potty? If it's a virtual, is it like virtual reality? Cool. You get to play as the porta potty, or 
as the poo. Well, that would be cool, man. Like, like if it's live footage. <laughs> like, like if it was well, live footage and you can superimpose yourself sitting on the toilet as it's traveling down the, the road. I mean, that'd be kind of cool. I could see that being virtual, but I mean, yeah. What, what does virtual mean if you're watching an actual body going down the road? Right. But so they didn't know somebody was inside. Right? What's that? So I'm sure they would notice the big person covered in poo walking down the road. Right, right. Yeah, but uh, apparently they didn't stick around long yeah. enough to see to wait for the porta potty to stop sliding down the road. They just went ahead and assumed, should we check if somebody's in there? No, because if there's somebody in there, they're going to smell like shit. So let's just move on. They, <laughs> that's why they didn't want to confirm it. I just see somebody running. I just see somebody running down like beside on the inside of the door. door. It says like, no, yeah, like he was just running right? alongside and looked at the door and it said occupied. So they're like, all right, I'll wait. Right. <laughs> right. See, what I think is what it really was is somebody was stealing the porta potty. It wasn't the wind. It had a hole cut out of the bottom. They were lifting up and running along. That was a Flintstones porta potty, is what that was. <laughs> what, like fucking Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. Wait, like Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. where Jack, uh, Jack Sparrow and him the, walking with the, the fucking dinghy? Right. <laughs> right. Somebody needed a porta potty and didn't want to pay to rent one, so they just they they jogged on down sixty six with it over their shoulders like that. That's, See, I did that, that once. That for Halloween. Ten seconds. I, I did that once for Halloween, but it was a trash can. And I just cut the bottom out of it and put a slot for me to see out of. And then I locked the top and I opened the lid to get a beer every once in a while. And then I'd lock it closed. That was a great year. Yeah. People kept trying to open the lid, throw trash in there. Oh. But seriously, like what, what what was this doing? Did it did it get dislodged from like what a flood? With like it was it a bad rainstorm and it just kind of went with the water stream or something? Said, like said it was you know, a backed it was, up it was, fucking it was gusts it was gusts of wind. wind. That's all it was. Just gusts of wind were blowing it on down the road. So uh, who didn't install it? Fuck. Right. Obviously. <laughs> right. No nobody nobody bolted the crapper down. It just it's all it's often <laughs> It's off and running. See, I wonder because I mean, if it's if it's one of the self-contained ones, it's going to have. It's supposed to have some of that blue liquid in there to keep the stink down. So somebody didn't do their job somewhere because if it was filled, if it was filled with liquid, it wouldn't have been blown down the road like that. He was too busy sending a dip. dip well, I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. It may have been it may have been recently clean because I would imagine the poundage of usage would keep it in place. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, if it was well, like, a if it's on like a construction site, site all that. Yeah. <laughs> you you guys, I'm not gonna tell you how I know this, but you'd be surprised how much those things don't weigh and how easy they are to tip over. <laughs> that sounds like the voice of experience. I hope you were on the outside. <laughs> It sounds like Collins uh, neighborhood is, is severely missing cows to tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one park that's got blue grass and nobody can figure out why. There you go. Oh, that's, that's why they emptied out the porta potty so it could blow down the wind. 
I thought the one that had blue grass in Kentucky, bro. Smells funny, too. That, that's how bluegrass started. Somebody taking a crap in a porta potty with a banjo. <laughs> and a dick pic. I, I used to say it was the only state famous for not knowing its fucking colors. There is no such thing as bluegrass, but, you know, now we yeah. know. See, my, my real hope with this porta potty is somebody converted that and it's got like a little lawnmower motor in there. And they're just, that, that's a convenient way for, they have IBS. And they have to get to they, they kept being late for work, so they came up with a solution. They're driving to work on their porta potty. That's I'm all trying I'm to hearing, look, I swear I'm to God, all to I'm hearing is the twinkle toes noise. <laughs> all I hear is the twinkle toes noise. And I see Brentless feet at the bottom of the porta potty just <laughs> no, no, no. We need to get these people in contact with each other, right? We get the porta potty people in contact with the the guy who made that wheelbarrow with the motor on it the other right. day. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, that you could set a land speed record with a porta potty. I'm in. A sixty mile per hour uh, porta potty. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, for That's when you gotta go on the go, dude. We could totally <laughs> market this. We will. We will call it the go and gone. Right, right. It's got blue and brown liquid trailing behind it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for the eco-friendly ones, just just some just some bicycle pedals in there. Yeah. yeah. I'll be the pedal pooper. We'll, yeah. we'll you can go seven miles an I hour mean, or sixty. Take we pick. need those. We need those to ride here in Dayton. I don't know if you guys got them in downtown Dayton. They have the pedal carts where a bunch of people sit on. It's actually a bar, and yeah, they can sit on and pedal through yeah. town. We need a pedal porta potty following them. Just in case. <laughs> How many just, accidents with oh, that ball? Oh, I see somebody pedaling and going, right. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, can't like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> All that pedaling, it's bound to stir something up. It's so funny that you bring that up because whenever I lived in Madison, Wisconsin, they did that downtown. The funny thing about downtown Madison around the Capitol is everything goes uphill. So they would do those pedal bars and you would see this like pedal bar full of like, you know, 12 Karens going by downhill. And then on the other street, when they're going uphill, they like stop and they all have to take a break and they want them to like turn on the motor and shit. It's so fucking funny to see that stuff, but uh, yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all fun drinking on the pedal cart downhill. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dr. Phil McGraw popped up in TikTok on Thursday to pop off to his followers oh, to God. stop, to stop calling him daddy. <laughs> it's, it's, Who's your daddy? It seems that a lot. All of, of a sudden, here comes Mari Povich. <laughs> you are not Doctor Phil. You are it's not the father. It seems that a lot of people who follow his post refer to him as daddy in the comments, and he apparently is annoyed. Uh, so, as part of the app's popular, you have to stop posts. Uh, Doctor McGraw. I'm not going to call him Doctor. McGraw asked his TikTok fans to cease the patriarchal nicknames when commenting on his posts. I hate to break it to you, McGraw said, but I ain't your daddy and your real dad. Sorry. I hate to break it to you, but I ain't your daddy and your real daddy's probably getting his feelings hurt. I appreciate the support. It's a little weird, but I appreciate it. <laughs> so, Dr. Phil, 
his daddy. If only, if only Chris D'Elia told all of his fans to stop calling themselves babies first. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all need to get look, real. Look, I'll, I'll, defend him here. I'll defend him here. Dr. Phil, look, TikTok, Dr. Phil is not your father. He's not. I'll play Mari Polvich for a second. He is not your father. Oprah is. Wow. <laughs> I certainly agree. With I went that. there. I, I just never knew that was his last name. I'm, I'm still like, wow, really, Doctor Phil McGraw. I never knew that. <laughs> Did you think it was like Hanna-Barbera cartoon? So you, you yeah. thought like his last name was Phil, like it was Doctor Robert Phil. Doctor. No, I just Doctor Land Phil. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's probably just Dr. his stage Land name. <laughs> his, his, his real name I mean, is Phil McCracken. Yeah. There's a there's a bit. There's you want so your Doctor Landfill. <laughs> there's definitely a bit in there. Yeah, for sure, Doctor Landfill. If you want your shit handled, just call Doctor Landfill now. <laughs> I don't know. You guys got this oh, bad God. visual in my head now. Doctor Phil saying, <laughs> "Who's your daddy?" Who's your Who's your daddy? Who's your while daddy? driving in a motor with a body? <laughs> with a well, motor. as long as he's yeah. not getting people pregnant by his dick pics, I think he is not the father. Uh, I am not your father, dude. A dick pic for him is a headshot. <laughs> a dick pic for him is like a headshot. Easy, easy, literally, literally. Yeah. Easy. We're not we talking can't... about the baldness. I'm just I'm saying, Doctor Phil. Is <laughs> <laughs> He's a dick pic all by himself. <laughs> okay. Dude, he could be sued oh, for indecent exposure every time he's on TV. <laughs> I think that I'm going to sue him for psychological damages. <laughs> yeah, because we're all psychologically damaged right now. Yep. <laughs> Yep. This so, show so is living proof of the damage Doctor world. Oh, this this next this next uh, this next story comes from Audi.com. O d d e e. Someone could argue that we at Audi are suffering from ophidiophobia of late. Uh, that's fear of snakes. I'm I'm assuming. Uh, there's a story of a hundred pounds of a hundred pound snake. Uh, living in a man's ceiling, and the pure horror of a four-foot snake pulled from a Russian woman's throat, now rounding out a trifecta of awful a snake in a toilet, biting a man's penis and sending him to the hospital. There's your dick pic right there. <laughs> Holy hell, that was... I literally... <laughs> a four-foot snake no, no, no. throat? Yeah, that's, a, that's not even the story. I'm talking about the guy having his penis bit. That's... <laughs> I didn't talk about the four. That foot was last week. Woman's throat. Yeah, you you, you did. Say. Chris Chris was missing last week. He didn't. Yeah, see I, he I didn't wasn't in action last week. I had to work, so I missed that yeah, one. Oh. A four foot fucking snake pulled from the throat. <laughs> you know what? And I have to say, maybe it. he was trying to achieve the greatest dick pick of all. Right there, you go. I don't know about you, but snakes and toilets were a top ten big fear when I was a kid. This is from the article, which I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, along <laughs> with shark attacks in the shower, which again, this is a weird guy that wrote this damn thing. Uh, and quicksand. Uh, the I'm other two, the, the shark. Me. Yeah, shark attacks and quicksand apparently uh, are not issues as an adult, but it turns out that snakes and toilets are a real thing. 
this story comes from it comes to us from Thailand, and CNN has had just has has some just horrible photos of the entire ordeal. Uh, don't look at any of them. Oh, please uh, tell me what you're sharing. Uh, yeah, on, I'm not. I'm not going to share. I'm not sharing these. I, I haven't looked at them myself. But uh, uh, yeah, CNN interviewed one of the rescue officers at the scene. Uh, Danu Paul Tapu, that's his name. I'm not cussing at anybody uh, who had terrible news about these incidents. Frequency. Uh, he says, I had witnessed snakes out of toilets many times, and when they bit, it was mostly at the legs or butt, not the penis. This was the first time. <laughs> first, uh, really too bad for the teenager who was the first uh, snake penis bite of Tapu's career, uh, but also he's seen this many times. Uh, yeah, many times. That's not good. Many <laughs> times, yeah. Yeah, yes. the fact that right. your uh, uh, um, what is, your sewage system How is so fucked up, people get, keep getting bit <laughs> on the ass or whatever by snakes, right? You'd multiple times. That's yeah, but, not yeah. cool. You think you like? Me, put, they bite the legs or they bite the butt. How low was this dude's dong hanging? <laughs> like it gives well, new power to him. And it's a teenager at that, so you know. Hold on, guys. I haven't gotten to the weird part. <laughs> oh, oh we haven't gotten there yet. Okay, let's go with it. The, the, bitten teenager, the bitten teenager then tied the snake's head to the bathroom doorknob so what? it couldn't escape. <laughs> so that it couldn't escape, but they had to remove and smash the toilet to free the creature. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that that's a, that's a guy it. right there. He just had his dick bit by a snake, and Let's he grabbed the door it, knob real quick. He yeah. grabbed it and tied its head to the door. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now granted, if he's already bitten me on the penis, I I don't think there's any more pain I can experience at that point. So I'm gonna grab that snake and I'm gonna strangle the living shit out of it. I'm not tying it to anything for safety. It's like, nope, you're getting your neck broke right now. <laughs> what? What did he tie it with? Toilet paper? I, I think he just tied its neck to the snake itself. He'd been a, <laughs> been a big square knot in the snake tighten it up around the door. <laughs> this guy a Windsor knot. What did he use? You know, that's what I was yeah. <laughs> like, what kind of knot did he use? Did he use like a sheep shank? <laughs> like, how much basic uh, seamanship did this guy have? <laughs> what was that about semen? <laughs> let's, let's do a double box oh my knot. God. Fucking constrictor, yeah. Maybe he was getting busy in there. He scared the snake, spooked him, and he bit him. That could be. That, yeah, you never Dude, know. Maybe you we got this. Maybe we got this wrong. Maybe this is the, the next sequel movie to Snakes on a Train or something. You know, <laughs> fuck, Snakes yeah. in the well, Toilet. On the penis. <laughs> but we got you know as horrible as horrifying as it seems. Lost serenity. As horrifying as it seems, we've got to be real too. for one. I think I think we got to be real about this here. We got to be real about this for a second. As horrifying as it is about the whole snake bit, and 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 the bite and everything, we got to give it up to this teenage fucking action star in the making. 
I think I'd be sitting in the corner being like a fucking cheerleader about to be raped after being bit on the head of my dick by a snake. This dude's like, I'm going to practice my fucking knots with this goddamn and he sprung from the toilet while I go casually walk over and call some fucking snake handling group to handle it. Like, this dude's got balls of steel, like, figuratively and literally. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a 94-year-old Virginia man with a lifelong love of juicy fruit gum has received permission from Mars Wrigley Company to have his casket painted to resemble a pack of chewing gum. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, Sammy Oki, president of Oki's Funeral Home, was asked by a friend, a Suddy Economy, which is a fantastic name as well. Suddy Economy. Uh, 94 <laughs> years old, he's requested to be buried in a casket painted to resemble a pack of juicy fruit. Economy, who is hospitalized, actually, our, our economy is hospitalized due to COVID. But anyway, Economy, who was hospitalized due to a heart condition three weeks ago, is currently being treated at the Virginia Veterans Care Clinic, where his condition was reported to be improving. Uh, the nonagenarian uh, developed a love for Wrigley's chewing gum while serving in World War II when the company took juicy fruit and other varieties of gum off the market so there would be enough to distribute to U.S. service members. He brought his love of juicy fruit home with him, uh, friends and family said, and now apparently he wants to be buried in a juicy fruit casket. <laughs> Which Dude, I, did, I that, did not that is know awesome. that. I did not know that about Wrigley's gum, that they took it off the market in the U.S. to make sure service members got it, and that, that, that's, that's very respectable right there. That is super also, cool. My, my, my grandfather served in World War II, and he always had a pack of Juicy Fruit with him. Always. <laughs> so that, yeah, now I awesome. know why. Yeah, but, but, but you know what? Now, now we've got, got to have a double mint gum casket. Well, that, I was going like, to say his his wife was a set of, was a twin, so she's going to be buried in the double mint casket. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there it is right there. Because <laughs> double mint. <laughs> yeah, and, and that and that teenager that was bitten on the dick by a snake is already requesting a big red casket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or the big or the big Or the big yeah big Maybe fruit strike because it won't last long. Just bury me in a pouch of pig wing chew, I'll be all right. <laughs> I like great. A uh, British speed eater achieved a Guinness oh, not right. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> that just isn't right. <laughs> so That's bad. way wrong. <laughs> so wrong. How did you know his name? <laughs> so wrong. Uh, a British speed eater achieved a Guinness World Record.
record when she ate 10 jelly donuts in three minutes. <laughs> Leah Shutkeever, uh, who's what, what's going on in the background there? Where's all that noise? Uh, Leah Shutkeever, who, whose world record titles included fastest time eating a cucumber, uh, most lasagna eaten in 30 seconds, and fastest time to drink a liter of gravy. Uh, took on the donut record that in Birmingham. Wife, right there. <laughs> yep, fastest time to eat a cucumber. <laughs> Gone. Uh, Shutkeeper uh, was required to eat sugar frosted donuts and was not allowed to lick her lips during the attempt. Uh, she was also required to open her mouth after finishing each donut to prove she had swallowed uh, the speed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, who, who is going to fuck with the judge? Daddy Phil? <laughs> Show the Daddy finished every last uh, The Speed Eater finished 10 donuts in three-minute time limit, enough to capture the record. Uh, Shutkeever said she is aiming to set 10 Guinness records by the end of the year and make sure that she swallows each one. <laughs> There's oh. a whole category on Pornhub for that. That's so fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Open your mouth and prove that you swallowed. That's so fucking... <laughs> Who the fuck came up with these rules? God damn. Oh, that yeah, that's... Oh, my God. <laughs> I think the best I'm part is I'm looking, kept, keep looking over at Serenity. I keep looking over at Serenity's camera. She's got this like shock yet horrified look on her face. <laughs> you know what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, she just went black. <laughs> she said, This went from big pics are so bad to open your mouth and prove you swallowed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. We went from dick pics to open up and say, oh. <laughs> oh, We've covered a lot of ground on this show so far. <laughs> you see what happens when you leave me alone with these guys? <laughs> I wasn't even here last week. I can't imagine how bad it was. It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> Uh, Stolly was a little dirty, that's all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blame me. It was, but go ahead. Blame me. All yeah. right. Well, we will end in Kentucky. Because why not? Well, actually, no, we won't. We won't. I don't like that one. Let's see. We'll, we'll do one more. Things end in Kentucky. A lot of things do end in Kentucky, that's for sure. Uh, let's see. Let me let me find something fun here, because you know, Not swallowing things, making sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here, this 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 one caught my eye. Just make sure it's a story. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Zach Wheeler will not pitch against the Florida Mar Marlins after he injured the nail on his right middle finger while putting on his pants. Uh, Phillies manager Joe Girardi uh, told reporters Wheeler will not start against the Marlins on Saturday after injuring his fingernail in an accident while dressing himself Wednesday. 
you can't make this up, Girardi said. It's very sore. Uh, the manager said Wheeler won't be able to pitch until Monday at the earliest. He will be replaced in Saturday's game by Spencer Howard. So, yeah, just be careful putting your pants on. You can rip your neck. <laughs> How fast was he put, trying to put you know his what? pants I, on? I, he couldn't handle it with that finger. When you Look, get to 11, my fingers. Can, can, can we be real? I mean, we've all done it. We've stubbed our fingers or our fingernails or something, and it, it makes your hands sore. But if he's out like a week with, uh, from himself back, that wasn't his finger he got caught in that. Let's be real. <laughs> he was trying to take one of those selfies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was a dick pic injury. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they didn't. They didn't want to report that. Confucius made magic scratch ass all day. Should not bite fingernails. There you go. Well, Davis, didn't he stub his toe while getting up one night and couldn't play in a few games? For the Denver Broncos because he stood up and stubbed his toe. Come on. I do that a lot. And I still get up and I go on with my day. So, hey. <laughs> well, everybody's a snowflake these days. No. Well, again, again not, to, not to pat myself on the back. Not to pat myself on the back here, but Serenity will remember this. She'll she'll, she'll contest this story. You want proof that these professional athletes are pussies next to somebody like professional wrestlers, yet wrestlers are always uh, accused of being fake and everything? Serenity, your father was me with a bruised ankle bone, did he not? Yeah. Many injuries, actually. Did he or did he? But specifically for this particular for, for this particular story, I was diagnosed with a bruised ankle bone from training, and I was told not to perform on the following week's show. Was I not? Yes. And, but and yet at Colorado Springs, did, or did I not do the tag team match with Dama Tango versus Wilder with bruised ankle bone? <laughs> well, yes, because that's your freaking job, and we were dedicated, and we're cool like that, you know. But um. <laughs> That was the night I introduced the flaming uh, clothesline where I lit my arm pad on fire and came off the flying clothesline. Let me not do that. On that <laughs> I don't. Oh, Somebody have that video. I need that video. I've seen that video. <laughs> I, it exists. I've seen it, but I haven't seen it forever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say that. That was with a Bruce Angle movie, and I did that for I did that for like a fucking Subway sandwich. If I could do it for a Subway sandwich, get off your fucking couch and go pitch a game. Your fingernail is fine. Well, what they didn't tell you is the reason it happened. He was pulling his pants up real quick because his porta potty was blowing away. That is the new. That is the news buffet for tonight. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll get get it back to you, Chris. Take it away. <laughs> Nice. Well, we're going to make this of a transition. Thank you very much, Doug. We're going to make it a quick transition. I know we're going to be about to lose another member here in a minute. So I'm passing it over to Chris Rutter and what's your effing deal?
I'm Michael, the host of the semi-monthly podcast in a city like yours. Join me as I chat with interesting people with interesting life stories. You can listen to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can follow us on Twitter at IACLYS Podcast, as well as on Facebook and Instagram at In a City Like Yours Podcast. Please feel free to let me know what you think and keep coming back for the many interesting stories in a city like yours. What's your FN deal? I mean, it was coming out like, like you were talking through a fool. All right. So, um, yeah, the, the one, the one story in which a bunch of uh, white guys were around hit the little tiny white ball out of the sand, walking on the grass, racial sleeves and trousers. The only sport that's not taking a big dump in the race, which leads me to my next segment. Literally, on one show, it's actually being or renewed. Can everyone mute? I'm getting a lot. I'm getting a lot of back feed. Okay. Every time we do, every time we're all muted, all of a sudden you you go into this like chipmunk uh, talking through a fan phase. It's really weird. Really, I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the gain is a little I'm high. Sorry. Check the gain on your mic or something. Yeah, because you were sounding like um, R2D2 for a minute there. Okay, is this Yeah, better? don't worry, I'll edit yeah, when you say Yeah, don't worry, I'll edit when you say Okay, is this better now? Okay, all right. So we're going to play a little game. Take a guess at what has been renewed or canceled for this upcoming year. A couple of weeks ago, I gave a list of the shows, the surprising shows, that were being canceled for the upcoming season. But now we're going to play a game based on popularity. And you tell me what you think has been canceled or renewed. So we're going to start off here with, has everybody heard of the show Altered Carbon on Netflix? It's been streaming. I've never watched it, but I have seen it. Okay. It has been uh, uh, trending uh, each of its past two seasons as a top ten trending watch. Guess, has it been canceled or renewed? Canceled. After two seasons, they've been renewed for seasons three, four, and five. For no really uh, real reason, because the storyline has actually reached a conclusion, but they want to keep the story going, and they're getting a lot of uh, sci-fi, Doctor Who kind of uh, following on it. Um, And then next, uh, Better Call Saul, the big spinoff from Breaking Bad. Would you think that it's being renewed or canceled? God, I hope it's canceled. It's been been going going for a while. It has been going for a while. And the cool thing about this writing team is they stopped Breaking Bad after six seasons. 
Better Call Saul after six seasons is being canceled at this season finale. So it is coming to a natural conclusion. They are wrapping it up with a neat, tidy little bow, which is something I always look for on the shows that I, I review on what your effing binge. But next is The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Everybody remembers Sabrina the Teenage Witch from the 90s. It ran for 10 seasons. It's only been on Netflix now for three. Is it canceled or renewed? Please, dear God, dear God, Cristola, your prayers have been answered. It has been canceled. <laughs> the new rendition, which uh, I've actually reviewed it on my show, is a combination of uh, American Horror Story goes to Hogwarts. Um, it, it, uh, it 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 has reached. Not a natural conclusion, but it has been more than the viewers can actually bear. It does not hold up well to the old rendition, and it does not cut the mustard whenever it comes to Harry Potter or American Horror Story uh, fans. So it has actually been canceled. It has trended down each of the last past two seasons to where this last season was not even a top 50 trending subject, which for the adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch is kind of surprising because it was really like, a really over-the-top kind of hit back in the 90s. The fact that it hasn't kept that momentum is 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 really kind of kind of weird. Um, 60 minutes. Because they did. Because they have, did. Have, they didn't have. They didn't have the cat. The cat. They did. They did have the cat with much better special effects. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, I, it just does not hold up well. 60 minutes. The over-under is 50 seasons of being on TV. Would you guess over or under? I don't think I'm going to say over. 53 seasons, and it's been fucking renewed. Um, yeah. Really, really weird, uh, considering all of the media sources for news that we actually have, the fact that this show's being renewed whenever they don't actually, the past 10 years or so, put out any original content or any original takes on anything. They just basically regurgitate everything that's been done on the weekly news shows all week long, but it's been renewed again, and we're going into season 54, 55, and 56. Really fucking kind of crazy on that. And, and everybody... And everybody and knows everybody that Serenity knows needed, that needed to take a toe tech. You announced that it was renewed. <laughs> I kind of need to take a toke myself. Uh, so um, here's something dealing with today's social times and climate. The show Dear White People has been on Netflix for three years. Has it been renewed or canceled? It better be canceled. It better be canceled. Anyone else? Cancel it. Cancel I don't it. like it. I don't like it. Ah, apparently, everybody else agrees with you. Uh, it has been canceled. It's not even actually coming out for its fourth season, which has been filmed. This is actually a rarity whenever it comes to TV syndication. This is something that only happens with about one out of 20 shows where it has actually been filmed, but they don't release what they actually filmed because the feedback has been so negative. Even though it is a show telling everybody what they shouldn't think or shouldn't talk about or any of that other stuff. Drunk History on Comedy Central. One of the funniest shows they've had since South Park has been out since season has been out for six seasons now. 
cancel or renew? I'm going to dare say cancel because I've never heard of it. I can't renew. Okay. I've heard of it. Don, what'd you say? I said, I've heard of it. it. They've probably probably canceled it. And, and this is one of the fucked up things about Comedy Central right now. They can't get anything right. They're actually, this is actually their top streaming show uh, uh, on all of the streaming services, and they are now canceling it. They're pulling the plug on it. It's so weird how Comedy Central has been unable to get anything right the past 10 or 15 years. Like, the this is not happening now with Ari Shafir before he made the Kobe Bryant video. Uh, but you know, with the what's this is not happening. They canceled that after three seasons of it being its top-rated show. Like Comedy Central is just an exercise in futility right now. They can't fucking get anything going or do it right. Uh, luckily, you know, Trey and them at South Park are able to. They have their own creative rights on that, or else South Park would be a thing of the past too, because uh, Comedy Central just can't make a good decision to save their fucking life. It's unbelievable. Um. American Horror Story. Everybody heard of that? That's going to be canceled. canceled. It's, it's gone on it's too gone long. On I think too long. I think we're Serenity. What do you think? Um, um I see. I see. I Don, have you heard of American Horror Story? I have. I have. Never watched, Never watched it. it. Okay. Colin? Yeah, I've heard, yeah, of, I've it. heard of it. So um, it I went from a being a uh, Fox original to now it's on FX. And it is now ran for nine seasons. And even though last year was its least received series, it has been renewed for seasons 10, 11, 12, and 13. So, <laughs> it's so weird, all of these networks, how they make these decisions. Um, and this is one of the more interesting months that you see with showbiz. You know, at the beginning of the year in February, we're all familiar with Sweeps Week. We've all heard that term. It's It's been going on all of our lives where they pull out all of these shows and they're like, well, let's see if anybody fucking watches it. If we get, you know, a 10 share out of it or whatever, then maybe we'll renew after the pilot and we'll do a couple seasons. Well, this is the, actually the month going from August to mid-September where everybody finds out their fate on whether or not your show's been picked up or it's been canceled. And it's just so weird to see the decision-making whenever you're looking at some of these networks, the ones that, you know, like Comedy Central right now, they can't get right. They just fucking can't make a good decision to save their fucking life. And then you look at uh, networks like CBS News and they're continuing 60 Minutes. And then you look at uh, FX that's continuing American Horror Story where, you know, like uh, 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 Chris said, it, it seems like it's it's ran its natural course. Serenity was hoping that it got renewed, but after the last season, the ratings were down so much it doesn't make any sense to actually renew it. But here they are. They're actually renewing the show for four more fucking seasons, not just one. Uh, so it's just weird how Studio City works. It really is. Uh, and that's this week's well, let's be fair. Oh, What's Your F&D? There, there, there was two more. There was two more. There was two more that got the uh, that I heard of. 
and that is, and that uh, is uh, the walk the walk finishing, finishing uh, their final uh, their season. final season. But that's been that's been actually which, that's which, been on the table for two years. That's not new news. Right, but they are right, finally, they are finally ending, ending it. With ending it, with yeah. it. it was supposed to end this year. Yeah. But the fine, the, 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 the greatest, the greatest news, of news of the cancellation of all time. Be as a culture, as a culture we're going to gain an gain additional cancellation of this. And that is, and that is keeping up with the Kardashians is finally ending after 20 fucking seasons. Yeah, I think all of us need to take a drink and hit our fucking collective bowls on that one. Uh, the Kardashians are definitely the, the biggest influence of never-ending human debris that there has been for the past 20 years. But let's not all let's not anybody forget that we have OJ Simpson to thank for the Kardashians fucking success. But you know what? That brings up a debate we could all have. That's a debate we can all sit down and fucking have at one point is which one was more damaging to the culture in general. Keeping up with the Kardashians or, or fucking uh, what, the, uh, the, the Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie show. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, was what the fuck? Was I would have to say the I would have to say the Paris Hilton Nicole uh, Richie show was far more damaging or worse on pop culture because at the very least, at least Kim Kardashian has gotten the release of twenty nine wrongfully convicted people from prison. At the very least, she's been able to use her celebrity for that. And Paris Hilton, other than sucking a good dick, and Nicole Richie for losing an immense amount of weight, have done nothing for uh, uh, the world at large. So at least Kim Kardashian has wait, done wait, that. Stop. Wait, stop. Wait, did stop. You did you use just the phrase, use the Paris, phrase Hilton Paris Hilton sucked a good, sucked dick? a good dick? She did it on fucking camera. Have you ever done have it on ever, camera? Have you ever done it on camera? Go to Pornhub. The, the fact that she was able to do it on camera means she sucked a good dick, bro. Sorry. It's just the way it is. <laughs> and that's this week and what's your effing deal? I got to go, guys. Yeah, that I've been I... in my place. <laughs> now that I've been put in my place, ladies. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what your effing deal. Unfortunately, Chris has to take off. Uh, since he's taken off, let's go ahead and jump into. Oh, it was called the Simple Life. It was just uh, brought to my attention to Nicole Richie and and uh, Paris Hilton show. It was called the Simple Life. Um, let's go ahead and get into. Hey, what's up? This is Christopher Stolle of Realm of the Mist Entertainment. The podcast you are listening to is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com. That's s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and information on those shows, as well as information and an ability to contact publicist Steve Joyner for more information. Just go to the website and check out the family, ladies and gentlemen. Until then, enjoy the show.
Uh, Chris, I didn't really have anything planned this week. I didn't have a whole lot of time to research anything, but uh, a couple of things that I did see online here. Um, see, somebody apparently on uh, goodnewsnetwork.org, they're talking about uh, real-life Willy Wonka gives away a candy factory in a giant treasure hunt. That sounds pretty positive. I'd be down for some candy. I don't know how you guys would feel about that. Wow, really? I want to do the treasure hunt. Yeah. That was a jelly belly, wasn't it? The jelly bean? <gasps> no way. The jelly bean factory. So. See, the one in Colorado burned down. So. Hmm. Well, let's see here. The founder of Jelly Belly is getting ready to retire and he's decided to leave the candy industry with a bang uh well there you go serenity go get your golden I yeah. <laughs> will one of you drink the soda bo bottle with me and do a bunch of burps please <laughs> I'm down. only if i get the wallpaper i think that we would make the perfect like cast for that type of thing like oh, yeah. I'm sure Chris Ritter Except would totally our agent. Well, I'm, yeah, the, yeah. I'm the fat guy. That means I gotta be Augustus Gloop. I don't want to go up the chocolate tube. That's disgusting. Well, you're wearing blue. You could cast you somewhere <laughs> else. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the original cast. There were two. There were two uh, females. So, like, which one of us winds up being the Baru uh, Salt? Winds up being the one that turns into a blueberry. We'd have to get a big guest. I got the blue shirt, and I'm already I'm already swollen up. Queen of the Jelly Belly Factory. Wait, can I really join this? Like, is this a thing? Can I really do it? Uh, apparently. Yeah, I'm not sure what the rules are, but it's a thing that exists. Yeah. What What do you guys all think? Should I go for it? Oh, absolutely. It could be fun. Yeah, absolutely. It says you can sign up for one of their. Actually, models. actually, you. At the golden Serenity got all website. excited for each of the fifty. Serenity got all excited tickets. for Jelly Belly. I've been thinking for a while. I've been thinking for a while we should all do like a, a game challenge where we all go to like a five ball and pick up some bean boozled and live on the air do the bean, bo bean boozled jazzle challenge. Oh, <laughs> I got Jelly Bellies by the pounds, man. Like seriously, I've invested enough where I deserve a golden ticket. <laughs> well, it says here that you can sign up for one of their treasure hunts um, at the goldenticket.com website and each of the, oh shoot, it keeps moving around on me. Um, each of the 50 golden tickets is redeemable for $5,000 in cash. Some of the states have already sold out. There's a cost of $49.99 to enter, but all it takes is one entry to be included in the grandest hunt of all. And this is where it gets very wonkalicious. Anyone who joins at least one treasure hunt will be eligible to serve for the ultimate treasure, the ownership deed of one of David's candy factories and an all-expense-paid trip to be educated at a candy-making university. Oh my God. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, I don't see this as wonkalicious if there's a $50 entry fee because none of the, all the Charlie Buckets of the world can now not afford it. Well, yeah, it's a, little dis it's a little disappointing. Well, for him, that getting that one dollar to buy a candy bar was probably like fifty dollars to some people. I mean, like, come on, yeah, but he's, he's still got the candy bar. Let's take donations so we could all oh. join the golden ticket. And the, 
Oh my god! I I seriously want to change my underwear. I'm gonna do this. Look, if, if, <laughs> well, if I win be- and I become the owner, if I, if I if I win and I become the owner of the Jelly Belly Factory, I guarantee you that nobody's gonna want to work in that factory because I will make it requirement that everybody that works in there has to dress like an Oompa Loompa. It just it, it's gonna happen. <laughs> and no dance on demand. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I need a loop every half hour of your shift. Well, I would just be happy to just be there and have all that candy, man. Oh God, let's go! I'm so in. Yeah, I mean, and if somebody can't afford it, you know, they could, they could get like a GoFundMe account. Like, I really want to take yeah, that's, it. You know, that's that's what I was thinking. I mean, if we want to, we want to feel good about ourselves. We'll start a GoFundMe for like a certain number of the Charlie buckets so that they can enter. Yeah, let's our viewers want to join us in this, you know. Come on, let's make a big group of us and yeah. get it together. Come on. It could, it could hey, that could be a Patreon thing. All all of our pe- all of our people who listen to us, if you want to help a Charlie Bucket to enter this uh, contest, donate this month to the uh, Patreon page. A dollar dollar a month. If you donate, that dollar will go towards somebody picked at random. You cannot afford the big dollar entrance fee to get it. And it's just a dollar. That's a drop in the bucket. Sure. Send us all the information. (laughs) Yeah. I think that actually hurt Chris. I think think that physically (laughs) injured him. (laughs) Anytime you're talking about a whole bunch of candy, I'm a fan. So I, I'm I don't know I might even register for this. That literally felt like I just got bit on the head of my dick by a snake. <laughs> <laughs> There's a link on the article at goodnewsnetwork.com. Like the, the the snake's lockjaw came down on you finally. <laughs> the lockjaw hit. That was the amount of head I never looked for. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not doing any promotion for myself either. You know, like. <laughs> what else we got here uh, it says another headline mcdonald's breaks news ground breaks new ground with returnable reusable coffee cups oh god that's good or bad. yeah during a pandemic that's perfect yeah that's here for mcdonald's rah rah you know Dude, I, don't, I don't see how, i don't see how that works. the other day jen and i went to taco bell and went through the drive-thru to get dinner and when you go up to the to the register, you know the first window for them to take your money and all that. If you're paying cash, they hand out a cup to you to put the cash in, and then they, you know, bring out the change. And when they give you the change, they hand the cup back out to you with the change in, and they tell you to just take the cup. Like they don't want to touch anything you have. And now we're gonna have reusable coffee cups. Yeah, I don't know how it's gonna work with the COVID. Well, I I know that. Every single McDonald's cup I've ever seen in my car or any friends of my cars, no, just no. I, I mean, we, I always reuse it, but usually it's like for an ashtray. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like when you spew, you spew in this. Yeah, like somebody's chewing tobacco here, spitting this thing. That's a yeah. recycling, reusable. <laughs> she brought the Wayne's world in. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's few of this. Sure. <laughs> God, you guys are like. Just hopefully it's not a small cup. <laughs> oh my God! 
feel kind of funny like when I used to climb the rope in gym class. Oh, <laughs> I missed that rope. <laughs> that rope burn felt good, didn't it? No, I'm kidding. Uh, well. <laughs> uh, I actually held the record for that. Okay, I don't feel so bad about last week's show because Serenity's doing it too. <laughs> <laughs> Great, we've corrupted her now. Good job. Right. <laughs> first, first I come in all innocent. I get corrupted. Now we've corrupted Serenity. I. I <sighs> well, I knew it was only a matter of time. I'm at my wits end here. <laughs> Colin, Colin's the holdout. Colin is the holdout. He, he's, he's our second race. He's the only one blocking the Mel's door. <laughs> he's not corrupted, but we both know he is, or we all know he is. Well, as long as you don't say it too loud, we're all good. Um, yeah. So then another thing is, I guess, then our local paper here, there was a, a poll pandemic um, poll on uh, how the pandemic takes its toll on mental health of young adults. So apparently we're not the only ones who are having these types of thoughts about um, what is our mental health of people and with depression and things like that. And it's just nice to see that it was actually in our local paper here in our smaller community in Upper Michigan. I'm like, damn, you know, we're we're kind of trying to stay on the ball with this stuff. So I'm impressed by that. I'm actually pretty happy with my local community for that. It's really kind of awesome. funny how we just uh, bookended the whole entire show with with starting with depression and talking with Brian Snow, and now your community is actually proactively trying to to affect it during this during the COVID thing. That's kind of neat yeah. how we just kind of inadvertently bookended the show that way. Right. I mean, I, I look at different world events and things sometimes in our local paper, and sometimes they're there and there's something a decent wor worth looking at, and sometimes there's not. But it just so happens that today I look in our paper and I'm like, the weekend edition, oh, and there's this thing um, that they they pulled from a Phoenix, Arizona area press and put in our paper about this. And I'm like, well, that's, that's a coincidence, and that's good because – because we don't want our young people to have bad mental health issues and stuff over this pandemic. You know, people need to understand this is it's going to end. It's not going to last forever. So we just got to stay tough and and keep our heads on straight and communicate and talk to each other about what's depressing us and bothering us. It's the only way we're going to get through it. We got to stick together. Yeah, being a mother. Look, the, the, the best way we can. End... Go ahead, uh -huh. Serenity. I'm sorry. Oh, just it's a. Uh... It's very true. We have to be aware of the changes that is putting upon our children. And a lot of people are saying that their kids are acting out. And I just try to explain to my friends, like, you know, look at it from their point of view. A year ago, it was nothing like this. Like, this is totally life changing for them more than it is for us. And we just need to, uh, I'm lucky because I have so many great friends and she has, my daughter has so many great friends that were in the neighborhood. So um, just remember that there's people around and it does take a village, but uh, communication with your kids is key nowadays because you have to figure it out before they do something really stupid. I've seen a lot of sad news. Look, I, I have the ultimate cure for, for young people's depressions and, and, and bad influences. Cancel the Fast and Furious movies. Just stop making them. <laughs> but no, honestly, with but the way especially this generation is uh, influenced by media, uh, whether it be music and internet, um, the way they are heavily influenced in, in certain ways, there's enough to, to 
hurt their minds as it is. This this uh, this crisis has has really made it even worse, especially for the younger generation. So yeah, I agree with Serenity. My jokes aside, we definitely need to have more open communication with our our younger generation and, and try to keep their heads right during this. Yeah, one thing one thing to remember about uh, about people in their early and mid twenties right now that are getting out of college, that are struggling to make it, that are trying to get out into the workforce and do what they need to do just to survive. Everything shut down. A lot of them are out of work, and this is also a generation that grew up while they were growing up with nine eleven. So I mean, it's like their life kind of started with tragedy, and here they are trying to get their adult life started. And this happens now. So there is definitely, you can definitely see a need to discuss this depression and discuss the things that are going on with, with younger people, people in their 20s and younger, because they've uh, they've had a rough go from the beginning, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, awareness is the key you know i mean anything that's a conflict or a struggle in this world um they always say rome wasn't built today and it takes a village to raise a child and things like that i mean people in general they're not wrong when they think things like this they're they're uh they're speaking from the heart and they're they're thinking of what's uh keep your eye on the prize type of mentality and that's the way that all of us need to think about things right now because it, it's a depressing way of life for everybody to, to not be as social as you want to be and not be able to go to concerts and and not be able to go to the movie theater and hang out with your friends and, and stuff and have to wear masks everywhere. This is a strange time in our lives and our existence. And for all of us to, you know, be more um, observing of that and open to talk about it like, you know, Okay, well, what are we going to do? Like, we grow old and say, you remember back in the day before COVID when nobody wore masks? I mean, I mean, hopefully we don't have to wear masks forever. Eventually, enough people will be inoculated where this thing will stop spreading. But but it just right now, we got to make sure that our, our people, I mean, not, not only young people, but adults, that our mental um, stability is on track and that uh, people aren't getting suicidal and, and um you know, having having all kinds of issues and, you know, breakups and divorces and things like that. People need to embrace the fact that this is a depressing time in, in human history. And I'm, I'm happy to see, like like I, I said, in our local paper, they brought it up, you know. So, I mean, hopefully other communities are doing the same. And I, I'm uh, I'm inspired by uh, to seeing this and, and I want to see more of it. I, I do want to well, say, like, don't hurt yourself, but also don't hurt others. Like, if, if you are upset, if you are locked in your house and you're going a little bit stir-crazy and you feel any anger building up, don't take it out on anyone else. Don't take it out on yourself. Hell, like he said, email us. One of us will call you. Um, don't anger and violence and hurting people, whether it be yourself or somebody that you live with or a neighbor or somebody you don't even know, it is not the answer at all. Well, you know, Serenity, Serenity and I, uh, a couple days ago, just did a tribute to the 9-11, uh, 19th anniversary to 9-11, to, to the atrocity that happened then, um, and kind of playing off of the same uh, format of what we were discussing on there. I'm hoping that the right side comes to the other side of COVID. And what I hope will come from the future of this is once everything is completely lifted and 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 uh, we can go back to some sense of normalcy, I'm hoping people, especially in today's 
this as an, as a as a chance to reconnect with the human condition. And what I mean by that is have the Sunday with your family. Go have picnics out in the park. Go ride the bikes with your friends and meet up at the ball field. Get outside and get away from the video game system and the uh, and the social media and go live life. If nothing else can be taken from this lockdown, it's that once it's over, now you understand why it's so important to go out there and have that human connection. At least that's what I hope. I, I have to say I have not been on Facebook since the end of June and I feel great. So there is no harm in taking a break from that little friend of yours with the F, you know? So um, <laughs> I'm kind of anti-social media, but yeah, just reach out to people, reach out to your neighbors. My neighbors come next door all the time. Hey, do you have a bottle opener? Hey, do you have some milk? I mean, it's, I'm in a good situation cause I have great neighbors and I hope that we all can try to build that in our own communities. I know Colin has a good situation. Yeah, I got my family. Um, my, my mom and dad are here. They're they're getting older, so I'm doing everything I can around our family restaurant and, and things like that. Um, my nephew. I got uh, other people that I work with in the kitchen that are there to support me if I'm frustrated or or got concerns about relationship issues or something. Sometimes they're like, Oh, don't look at it that way. Think about it this way. It's better to think about it that way or whatever. And don't get pressed over stuff. And so, you know, it's, it's good to have friends around you that uplift your spirits and help you talk through things sometimes just to get crap off your chest. You know, maybe sometimes that's, that's the best, you know, thing to do is just talk to someone just so that way you're like, it's not bottled up inside. You know, if you get it out there, then it's like, Oh, sometimes that's what the relief I need, you know, um, and it, everybody's going through this. So, like, I really think, like, if everybody pays attention, that that'll be like the, the biggest help that we could do is just pay attention to our fellow um, mankind. Yes. And try to relieve each other's pressures like we were speaking of earlier. Well, again, it comes it comes down to a lot of things like, uh, you know, like Serenity said at the beginning of the show. And, you know, Don Smith is the is the ultimate person in this in this group as far as this is concerned in the fact of like laugh, find the humor, find the comedy, you know, uh, in things because laughter heals. Laughter has always healed. So, you know, find a reason to smile every day. But, you know, we we hear Realm of the Mist. I like to I like to think Realm of the Mist in general is a is a family environment. I hope that everybody does have an open door policy with everybody within within the group that if we ever needed to speak to, to each other, we're just a phone call or, or a FaceTime or a, a Facebook messenger away from each other, even though we all live in different states and different things. But the, the key, the keys to getting through all this depression, the all uh, through all this, uh, uh, for lack of better, uh, uh, cabin fever that we're feeling from the quarantine and the lockdown and everything else, it's just talk to somebody, talk to anybody. I don't care if it's a priest, if it's a family member, if it's a good friend, if it's us, talk to somebody because it's better to let it out than keep it in. Yeah. You gotta have friends to lean on. That's that's key. You know, if if you keep it all bottled up inside, you don't know when it's gonna come out, and you can't control that. If you control it, and you talk to somebody about what's bothering you, 
the right person can relieve that anxiety and then you can let some of that depression go. And if you feel like you don't have anyone to reach out to, think again, because there's always somebody that cares about you. And if you really don't feel like you have anyone, we also have the National Suicide Hotline number or us. I mean, come on, I have insomnia. I know a lot of us work a lot of hours and we're very alert people. We would love to help our fans. We would love to be there for you. If you feel you don't have anyone, you got us. So definitely don't feel you're alone. That's it. And at the end of the day, if you take nothing else away from this show or, or this company or, or anything in general, it's the very simple fact of you're not alone. Yeah. And like Chris said, we're all family. I just wish you would stop calling me daddy. Okay. Daddy. <laughs> Who's daddy? Would, would Uncle Don be better? Would, would Uncle yeah, Don sure. be better? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Don with the dirty van. We love you, Uncle, Uncle Don. With the van. He's the one getting the jelly bean factory now. Okay, so you're the one getting the jelly bean oh, factory. Now. I, I don't want a jelly bean factory. You know, that's. You hey, he said it's going to be drawn a jelly bean right factory in a panel van. Yeah, yeah. I... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, hell, me and Serenity will come hang. Well, yeah. <laughs> Eating me some jelly beans. All right, it's a deal then. We gotta if stop I, making those jokes. Yeah, we gotta stop yeah, making those jokes do. before Tom winds up on a little blue, little yeah, blue please. square on top of his house on Google Maps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't need that shit, man. What about the golden bear? <laughs> I'm already childless and live by myself. I mean, you know. <laughs> Not I don't need any of this shit, man. Well, that's great. Let's get him a candy factory and we'll film a musical. There you go. We'll film a musical. <laughs> we'll get him a, a candy factory. We'll film it in the candy factory, but it'll be a musical with Schindler's List. Really fuck with people. <laughs> And we'll get the cast from Bacon Bad. Nice. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right, guys. I don't think we can fuck anybody up mentally that much more than we already have for the last two hours. So let's go ahead and go around the round table and uh, tell everybody where they can find your talk in someone out. <laughs> Serenity, we'll start with the ladies. Um, Serenity Stone. Reach any of them, email any of them. They'll get in contact with you. Um, sorry, Chris. I don't really want to give out my information yet. <laughs> no problem. Colin? Um, you can email me at uh, colinwashburn at gmail.com. Otherwise, I'm on Facebook, uh, Colin Washburn Facebook, or else on YouTube. Hit me up. Oh, you know what? I should say vinylprofitrecords at gmail.com. If any music fans out there want to, that is my business email. <laughs> and, of course, Don Smith. 
Well, you can always find me on Facebook at the Life 1069 or the Life Radio Show or at Don Smith Comedy. You can find me on Twitter as Don Smith Comedy. Uh, you can also you can reach me by email at the Life 1069 at gmail.com. And uh, be sure to tune into the Life Radio Show for more of my nonsense. And of course, guys, we thank you very much for hanging out with us on Run the Mist Entertainment. You can find this on YouTube. Just hit the like button, subscribe, comment. Uh, share this video, especially to somebody that needs a good laugh or maybe that needs to hear the encouraging words that we spoke today. And of course, if you wanted to hear us in audio only format, you can find Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. Myself, you can find me on all the social media Michael Stolly or Realm of the Mist Entertainment, and you'll find me there. And of course, again, guys, I will reiterate if you have. If you have nobody in your life that you feel you can confide in and you really feel like you need a friend to talk to, just email any one of us at realmthemistentertainment at gmail.com. In the uh, subject, let us know which panelist uh, you'd like to speak to, and I will make sure that that uh, message gets forwarded to the correct person and they will respond to you. If nobody else will talk to you, we may be, we may be nobody in the grand scheme of things. We'll be there for you never alone. And guys, on that, we will catch you on the next Breaking the Fourth Wall Weekly. Until then, have a good week, guys. Hey guys, it's Chris from Realm of the Mist Entertainment. If you enjoyed this video, please hit that thumbs up button. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Check out all the other great podcasts that can be found on Realm of the Mist Entertainment's YouTube channel or our sister channel, Sounds Dicey Gaming, for all your tabletop needs. And if you prefer your podcasts in audio-only format, check out Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. To our Patreon supporters, we thank you very, very much. And if you're interested in being a Patreon supporter, please go over to patreon.com slash realm of the mist. And just a dollar a month gives you exclusive content and helps our channel out greatly. Guys, again, thank you very much for joining us and we will see you on the next episode.